out of Iraq as a well. New and I wouldn't start a war in New intro. I quit bombing Yemen and I quit bombing Pakistan. I'd start taking This is how the war on drugs is presented. We're concerned about your health, so we're gonna send you to prison. I love the new intro, bro. Well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. Frustrated with mainstream ideologies? If you're an active duty soldier, then these absurdly common factors that accompany being a critical thinking human being now coin you as a potential terrorist. Doors and Liberty, we're bringing you a late night episode from our last episode we did with a fellow Meacock, and uh, we didn't really get to catch up on a lot of things, and we're probably not going to get to catch up on a lot of things because it's 2020 and a lot of shit's going on. But more recently, the Democratic Party and Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris as the running partner for joe biden so she's the vice president uh candidate nominee nominee and 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 likely going to be maybe acting president one day right like let's not kid ourselves this sleepy joe bro sleepy joe might not make it so so this this lady might potentially be president one day that's a scary thought it's a scary thought. It is. And we're here to tell you why. And, and uh, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard really did a great job of, of hammering her. And we'll play the clip for you in a little bit about that. But if you need a refresher on it, we'll just go down the line. And, and I have a post-it note full of points, but... If you have anything you want to start off with, like, okay, I don't know how to do this because there's so many bad things about Kamala Harris. Yeah, like, it's almost – it's harder to find good things than it is to find bad things. First off, the luchadors are legally, you know, I get we're, – we're legally geared, right? So we view everything through a legal lens, but D and I have a special place in our hearts – for prosecutors yeah we we don't yeah yeah she was a horrible horrible prosecutor and i guess that's where i want to start right we can we can even take it back even further than that most americans just have morals (laughs) (laughs) and for some reason kamala harris doesn't doesn't seem to have the same morals as the rest of us um you go down the line not even her her history as a prosecutor, but her history as the the district attorney and the history as um, what else is she uh, attorney general of California. She she definitely has some uh, morally questionable decision making when it comes to uh, sort. I'm looking for technicalities in cases. Mm-hmm. She's ruthless. Right? She is. Yeah. There's no room and to take her own words for it. In, in an interview, she always sought the maximum sentence for these people who are, you know, with these violent crimes. And I understand 
you know, it's a violent crime, but at the same time, like depending on the crime, you're taking a person at their worst moment in their life. Their weakest moment in their life, their at most their vulnerable weakest, moment. Most vulnerable, you're right. And and as a prosecutor, as not even as just a prosecutor, as an attorney general as a prosecutor, and in Bay um in San Francisco, like in in California, they knew she was a person of color and they were like maybe she will have some sort of understanding about us and where we come from and that will help us in the long run wrong <laughs> wrong very I, wrong like and you can go on vice i watched this uh short 10 minute video on vice about this guy who was um convicted of murdering his friend or neighbor and they had no evidence whatsoever. The only evidence was a witness testimony, which, which is not very strong. But the police and Kamala Harris said that this witness was highly credible. And that's how this guy got put in jail. And he was able to get out of jail because some evidence came up seven years later. He lost seven years of his life. Kamala Harris was there on the day of his sentencing and on the day of his conviction. Yep. As a celebratory manner. And I encourage you to search it. Vice, Kamala Harris, prosecution. Um, I guess you can just type in that. It's really, it's really like. Uh, prosecutorial misconduct, you mean? <laughs> From the sound well, of it. No, no, there's, well, there is a lot of that as well. But this is a particular guy. This is an anecdote, but like, it's a true story. And then you multiply that by thousands. Because it's not just the violent people she put in jail and helped keep in jail. It's the nonviolent people. It's the people who wanted to smoke weed and, and have paraphernalia on them. You know, it's, it's those people making voluntary transactions that she ultimately helped perpetuate the system that keeps poor people in jail and, and, and people who wanted her to fight for them in jail. Yeah. One of the, one of the really interesting clips, one of the, it's, I want to say funny, but it, it's predominantly just sad is the clip of a news reporter coming up to her and being like, Hey, Kamala, did you hear your, uh, your opponent is pro marijuana for recreational use. And she started laughing. She said, people are entitled to their opinions. People are entitled to their opinions. What does that mean? You're in California. What does that mean? This was in 2014. Yeah. California is already medically legal at that point. You know, you're just being on the side of, of not being in favor of weed. She might as well be a conservative at that point. Might as well be a conservative. Might as well be a Republican. Like, why are you running on it? And in fact, I will go to say this is the most Republican ticket on the Democratic Party I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. You got racist Joe and his uh, crime bills from 70s through the 90s. And we'll get Anti-blessing policies. You got Kamala Harris now with her regressive prosecutorial history. Right. And I mean, we don't have to even get into that because, like, really, I could play a clip for you right now where Kamala Harris does it herself. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden went at it against each other in the debates. They don't yeah. like each other one bit. Honestly, like, if they win, I'm going to be very curious on how that White House works. It's going to be kind of like 
a dominant Kamala Harris and a very submissive, like, nursing home status Joe Biden. Like, he's going to have a bedpan, and she's just going to be, like, slapping him around. It's going to be abusive. It's not going to be pretty. She's going to be the one with all the power. That's how I see it, at least. And yeah. and it's I can't imagine Joe being able to stand up for himself. And that's a bad image, but I I truly, truly think that her with her as a vice president, him as a president, she's going to wield a that power. She's gonna have a strong, strong backhand. And it might actually be, you know, like like, because Biden might slip up and call her the N-word, like, one day. Like, I'm not... Like, we don't know have, where his mental state is. We don't know where. And he might be yeah. like, you know, you should have been on that bus. And then, like, she might just smack him. It just happens. I don't know. Ugh. Okay, so... I guess we can go in order, man. I don't know. It's just god-awful. Like, we knew she was going to be the nominee from day one. But... Why delay it? Yeah. Why it's funny. They, you know, they gave her a town hall in Iowa. CNN gave her a town hall in Iowa before any of the other presidential candidates. Yeah. I don't, I don't care, but like exactly, you know? California moved up their Democratic primaries to March. I mean, the state that she should win because she's from California and was the, you know, mm-hmm. attorney general of California and a district attorney in California. So they decided, oh, we'll move up the primaries to hopefully, you know, get her more delegates up front to give people more faith in her. I mean, everything has worked to make Kamala Harris, you know, the Democratic nominee, which she pretty much is because Joe Biden's four brain cells are slowly stopping working, stopping firing. So Kamala Harris is pretty much going to be the one running the show. And and it's scary. it's really scary. You know, she reminds me of of hillary clinton and the in the way that she talks and how she'll say something but then do another thing it's it's like yeah you'll say you're for all all this good stuff and then in actuality you're in bed with wall street you are you you are you know jailing parents single mothers for truancy you're jailing people for marijuana charges and then laughing about it because you know yourself you've smoked marijuana. You're putting people in jail for not committing a crime and then keeping them there knowing that there's evidence that will exonerate them because you're just a prosecutor. That's the one that blows my mind. Because you're a prosecutor. And that is against legal ethics. We just took, we, you know, we just took professional responsibility. You know if you have evidence – that helps the other side helps you you turn that in any evidence whatsoever and as a prosecutor you have a a special place in hell if you keep evidence with if you withhold evidence that would exonerate an innocent man yeah and even in criminal law what was the quote i don't i forgot who said it but it it's better to let 10 guilty men go than to jail one innocent man yeah. I mean, and, it's the principle that our legal system is founded on. That's right. why you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. And, you know, there's much to be said about cancel culture and stuff like that, but Kamala is not a part of that. She's a part of the legal system. And legally, she should probably be in jail, in my opinion. Like, yeah. 
And I'm not trying to go back to Hillary Clinton. It kind of blows my mind that she hasn't been disbarred for all of the stuff in her past. Yeah, it blows my mind, too. There's so so much misconduct, and we'll talk about it. One, so I want to play a clip, um, and I'll, I'll let you – I would – I'll let you at home decide. This is a clip back in 2010. Um, her talking about making laws against parents who allow their kids allow their kids to skip school. So I'll go ahead and play that for you. And you can just decide for yourself. I just want you to listen to her and tell me what you think. Let's see. Yeah, we're going to full screen that thing there you go can you see that yep can you hear that were it not mm-hmm. the education i received and i know many, many of us would say the same thing and i believe a child going without an education is tantamount to a crime so i decided i was going to start prosecuting parents for truancy well this was a little controversial in San Francisco. <laughs> and frankly, my staff went bananas. They were very concerned because we didn't know at the time whether I was going to have an opponent in my reelection race. Okay, so. She's laughing about that. She's laughing. And she's acknowledging that her staff was like, hold up, bitch, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, hold up, you want to jail who and what and for why? They're like, like, damn, I'm not going to have a job next election cycle. Oh, my. Look, okay. Um, Yeah, education's important. Um, I'm not going to jail. Okay, we're here. Just, we'll go. But I said, look, I'm done. This is a serious issue, and I've got a little political capital, and I'm going to spend some of it. And this is what we did. We recognized that in that initiative, as a prosecutor in law enforcement, I have a huge stick. The school district has got a carrot. Let's work in tandem around our collective objective and goal, which is to get those kids in school. So today. I think there are too many fat kids in America. And as a prosecutor, I will jail parents who do not feed their kids vegetables every other day of the week. Yeah. I'm going to jail parents and find parents who don't put their kids on a diet, who don't shop at Whole Foods. Who, are, who the fuck are you to say who goes to jail and who doesn't? Like, first of all, this government indoctrination education you know, that you claim put you in this position, like maybe it did, maybe you had a good public school, but with all I, like my experience in public school was like, yeah, I went to an okay school, but you know, there were some classes that were good and there were some classes that were terrible. And ultimately, if, if I'm basing my success off of my high school education, you know, I I just I just don't see her, I, her logic is flawed and it's wrong and she has no place being. But let's try to work this. I'm, I'm trying to work through it myself. 
I'm sorry, I'm a couple beers in, and I'm trying to work through it logically myself. I'm just getting heated over the fact that she's jailing parents for this. So, like, what she's saying, education and, and not dropping out of high school is directly correlated with going to prison and being a criminal, this and that. That's some minority report shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you might drop out of high school and start a business. You might drop out of college, start a business. I'm not going to put you in jail for that. Like, that's, that's my philosophy. And yes, um, if there is a correlation, that's fine. But can we be more creative? Can we not think of another fucking way to, to encourage kids to go to school? Hey. That's why we solve all of our problems in this country. We don't want you to do drugs, you go to jail. Right. We don't want you to leave the military, you go to jail. Uh, we don't want you to spend too much money, you go to jail. I mean, they just put you in jail when you do things that don't conform to society or their view of society. Overcook the chicken, go to jail. Undercook mm -hmm. the chicken, believe it or not, straight to jail. Straight to jail. You know, like, <laughs> I, it, it's really like that. And it's getting worse. Yeah. And I'm glad she's in California. And for all, for all I care, California can just become its own communist state. And we can trade with them as long as they're not violent. But I, I sincerely, like, cannot believe that she is this... Un, like this uncreative to not think of anything else and she's so out of touch with the community hey if you want kids to go to school how about instead of jailing their parents you make a better education system yeah or because you're gonna have to spend money on their parents being in jail and prosecuting them why don't you just take that money and give it to the kids for being in school okay let's continue with the video i just that is I'll show them. On my letterhead, now let me tell you something about my letterhead. When you're the DA of a major city in the country, usually the job comes with a badge. Could she suck her own dick even like more? Rendering of said badge for safety. So I sent a letter out on my letterhead yes. to every parent in the city. Outlining the connection that was statistically clear between elementary school truancy, high school dropout, who will become a victim of crime and who will become a perpetrator. We sent it out to everyone. A friend of mine actually called me and he said, Pablo, my wife got the letter. She freaked out. She brought all the kids into the living room, called up the letter, said, if you don't go to school, Pablo's going to put you and me in jail. And this guy who is apparently the Rockets fan. I don't know who he is, but I'm glad he's speaking out against this. Yeah. So that's one clip I wanted to share. Oh. And this, and much like a lot of government policies, right? This, this, it comes from a good place, maybe. Yeah. The, you know, the intention is great. The execution is dog shit. It always is. It always seems to be just absolutely terrible. Like, we want kids to have good education. Okay, well, how are you going to effectuate that change? Well, we're going to jail their parents and find their parents who don't allow them to go to jail. Okay, well, um, this hurts, you know, people in the poor, like, poor people. Yeah. Because, one, a single mother, if she's working all the time, maybe she can't check up on her child and make sure she's she, her, he or she's going to school. And then at that point, she gets fined. She doesn't pay that fine. She goes yeah. to jail. 
They go to court. That kid has to show up to court. So he's not going to school because he has to show up for fucking court. Like mom's not going to work. Mom loses her job. I mean, what kind of change are you trying to effectuate here? Exactly. You're not fighting for your people. You're fighting against them. And I know her book came out and I know it has the word truth on it, but somehow I just don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into the truth stuff, that is, that is where I will, I'm willing to hit her the hardest because when she was running for president, she had a campaign ad and the whole thing was all about truth and justice and freedom. And she's very much against all of those things. And one of the things they teach us and have been teaching us in law school, one of the things we learn in our professional responsibility course is the idea of candor, which is honesty in all aspects of your character, you know? And when you look at her history, one of her biggest lacking traits is, is candor. Um, I actually watched a documentary on the whole Massachusetts uh, criminal labs where the people working in the criminal labs were doing the drugs that were in the crime labs. Well, funny enough, the exact same thing happened in Kamala Harris's district in California. And she knew about it and didn't do anything. Yes. I I have an article. Uh, I don't, I think, I think that's, um, Oh no, no, (laughs) it's kind of funny. No, it's not that scandal. It's another scandal. So go ahead. I have an article on a different scandal. And, uh, God, this was, it was so stupid. And a judge said, Hey, um, you realize your crime lab workers are doing the crack that they're supposed to be, you know, testing to be crack. And Kamala Harris came out and was like, yeah, but your husband is a defense attorney. So there's no reason you should be on this case in the first place. It's dirty lawyer. It's like, What? Why, why don't you accept the fact that your crime lab people were doing the drugs, mm. throw out some convictions, allow these people to go free. They've dealt with the fear of the justice system because good God, the justice system instills the fear of God in people. Allow them to go free and live their lives. And you know what? When the state messes up, they, they need to take responsibility for it mm. because we're paying for that shit. They better be held responsible to us. Right. But the state's the only entity that's like, oh, no, you can't hold us responsible. Yeah, so Kamala Harris goes in there and says, yeah, you know, your husband's a defense lawyer. This is a conflict of interest. What? No. No, that's literally not how this works. (laughs) Oh, man. That was was a bad one. So another point um, is an article right here from, I think, Back in 2016, goodness grief. And, and I really could share all, all these sources. They're, they're asking Kamala Harris to take over an investigation of sexual misconduct by Bay Area police officers. Oh, that's a good one. It's a really good one. She didn't do it. And she did not. And, and the thing is, like, I understand Democrats hate Trump. I hate Trump. I do. Like, I really do. But if, if we're going to, okay, so let's fight the left from the left here. 
how much do you hear the left talking about sexual assault and and fighting for women's rights, right? They're so against Trump just because he said you got to grab, what did he say, grab her by the pussy? I don't know, you, maybe, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. What, what do you, yes, yes. Wait, I had the clip. I just played the clip about the leg hairs. Anyway. In, in, in this article, Kamala Harris is essentially advocating for police officers to grab him by the pussy. What do you say? Oh, you want to say something? I, we have a special guest here. She's been on the podcast before. I'll, I'll allow it. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to read this? Okay. Well, before you were talking about like the whole Kamala Harris and like you were talking about the whole, like, to me, it's like the perpetuation of criminalism and like the perpetuation of like convicts almost. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to work at the public defender's office this summer. And something that I saw a lot of was individuals who were being convicted of certain misdemeanors or other crimes and other offenses based off of their on like their inability to pay court fees. And to me, it was like, that just shows the, the idea of like a, like a socio like socioeconomic divide that these individuals who are being convicted of certain crimes because they cannot afford to pay off certain retributions, they're like perpetually they're like flung into the system because they can't pay off certain crimes like. We had an individual who was convicted of uh, driving while license suspended, and she, she, her license was suspended because she had been convicted of, you know, a misdemeanor ten years prior, but she was unable to pay off her court fees. So it was like to me, you know, she had this conviction of not being able to pay court fees. Therefore, like she could never overcome not only her prior conviction, but she was still kind of like running through the system for something that was like a current, like just off of her inability to pay. She was like flung into the system and she was almost perpetually in the system because she couldn't pay. And to me that like, that's, you know, I'm like, I'm not educated in like these candidates and I don't know so much about it, but like to me, Camille Harris is like, you know, if she's a prosecutor and if she's going to like do all these things, I don't know. It's just like, there's a it, lot. So it shows in her record, actually. One of the, one of the things that's big in her record is the, um, the conviction reports, the amount of convictions from before she was, um, Attorney General. I wish I would have pulled up a case. You, did you pull up a case that she was a part of? No, I just, I just have. Um, Wait, what you would call it? Well, I well, just have, I just well, have the California, uh, California statistics for. Well, that's a funny. can I, can I finish? Can I, can I just? Connie had a great point, and I think, I think that alone, like prosecutors in general, in my opinion, have a disconnect with how their communities actually are you know like 
the court fees are set. You can't pay them. You can't pay them. You got to pay more. Like they don't have the money. Where do you think they're going to get it from you? Like they're not getting yeah. it from you. Like maybe they are, but they're also paying you back the money. So I, you know, it's to me, that is just the uh, circular system in a way. But, but getting, getting back to this particular um, instance of misconduct, she is not being progressive on this. And so if you're out there and you're a progressive, please hear me out on this. Like, if you think women's rights and like, if you want to believe the sexual accusers of everything, you cannot turn a blind eye to this. She protects her own as most humans do. And she is a part of the system and a part of the prosecution. And she chose to protect those officers instead of this girl in this instance. And it's not to say that all prosecutors are bad people. No. Because that's not what we're no. saying. That's not what we're what, saying. What we're saying is if you have, if you are a prosecutor, you're in the position to make an extremely large difference on your community. And if there's a disconnect between the way you act as a public servant and, uh, you know, not only a prosecutor, but an attorney general and a district attorney, if you act in a way that's anti your community, well, what reason does your community have to back you? You're essentially using your power to destroy the same community you allege to be protecting. Exactly. And what I was trying to say earlier with her statistics is pre Kamala Harris, um, the district where she became district attorney, 2003, the uh, charge rate was 56%. 2006, which is two years after she became district attorney in San Francisco, the uh, percentage of charges was 76. Right. So you look at a, you're looking at a 20% increase in the amount of people that are being um, not only prosecuted, but are actually being, it was conviction rate, sorry, actually being convicted of the crimes. Well, the crime rate didn't go up. It's just the conviction rate. So, we had a lot more people carrying around bombs. Yeah. And we right? got to take those people off the streets. Uh, do you, you think the officers must have under undergone some seriously good evidence training in that time and were able to make sure that the evidence was good for every case? Beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm sure that was it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you know, sarcasm. So while we're on attacking the left from the left, uh, here's another thing progressives might find disheartening. She has, and, and you know, I, for me, like, don't spend my taxpayer money on things I don't agree with. But if you're progressive and you're listening to this, because I have progressive friends that, you know, check in on me every now and then. Um, the, she denied a prison inmate who was trans a surgery to change her gender. And this is these are things that are important to you as a progressive. Right. So you want someone who is is an ideologue of that, but she's not. And 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 she adamantly denied this this lady and she adamantly denied prisoners in an overcrowded prison the the ability to get out of jail because she didn't want to miss out on the free or cheap prison labor 
And yeah, these that was, are all that's things a good that, quote. <laughs> these are all things I can back. Like that, there is a, that's, that's a quote. It's in the Washington post. You can look it up. I'm not making this up, but the only, the only entity that can enslave you is the state through the 13th amendment. So, so she's perpetuating slavery in a sense. Yeah. Through the prison system. What are are the other crazy things that I find extremely regressive? Because I'm, I'm, I am an opponent of the death penalty. I'm not, I'm not for the death penalty. And 2014, a federal judge decided they were going to say, Hey, death penalty is unconstitutional in California. We're not going to have it. Kamala Harris went against that. And I actually, I, I went ahead and I read uh, the oral arguments from this. And her reasoning was for, her reasoning was that the getting rid of the death penalty undermined the important protections that our courts provide to defendants. What, what, what does that, first of all, what does that even mean? That, that sounds like blank bullshit, like the stuff Joe Jorgensen tweets. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, how how does getting rid of the death penalty undermine anyone's protections? We we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If anything, the death penalty itself undermines the important protections of the Constitution and the right to life. The, that, that's what I mean. The right to life. We, I mean, I don't know about you, but I. I enjoy life. I think, I think it's pretty decent. So, and and even like, and this is a debate within itself. If you're for the death penalty, not for the death penalty, whatever we, uh, you know, as I think most libertarians should believe, um, are against the death penalty. The state should not be the only entity or this. No one should be able to take your life from you. You know, do I believe there's some crimes you should go to prison forever for? Yeah, of course, obviously. You know, there's some acts that are so heinous that you should be able to go to jail forever. But to say that she should be able to put you, especially her, like, and you even heard it in that clip where she said, I have a stick and now I have power, so I'm going to use it. Just because yeah. you have power, you don't need to use it. Yeah, she's she's got some crazy stuff when you start looking at her record. Um one of the other ones is in 2015. Um, first of all, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of body cams. Um, I was misidentified in a specific situation, and it was uh, pretty intense and quite painful. But um, officers having body cams holds holds them accountable. They now know that everyone is watching, and all of that footage is capable of being seen by the public with a simple FOIA request. So you give an officer a body cam, they're more likely to act like somebody's watching. And in 2015, there was a bill where um, for, I forget exactly how, how it was worded, but basically the ACLU was supporting it and a bunch of other ones saying police officers need body cams. And Kamala Harris was like, "Eh, no, no, I don't think they do. And was completely against the bill. Mm. That seems pretty regressive to me. What's that about? I would actually, I don't even think there's conservatives nowadays who would 
be against body cams. I think conservatives are generally for body cams. That's what I said. It's it's so ass backwards. It's like, are you a Republican? I don't understand. And and yeah, what she says now, like free free healthcare and stuff like this. It's it's like obviously she's not Republican, but yeah, she's very conservative on these issues, like tough on crime. Like you cannot have a t- a ticket that has been historically more tough on crime, and and more prejudice to the communities that they claim to protect. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't think of a ticket worse, worse for women than, I mean, maybe you could swap out Bill Clinton for Kamala Harris. I mean, that's probably the only one I could think that's worse with women. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want some Joe Biden talk? Well, I'm just saying, like, have you talked about the fact that Joe Biden is a crime activist, whatever Right. No, we we were saving Joe Biden for next episode. Today. Yeah, we're we'll trash Joe Biden later. Did you did you read the the George Gage case? No, I did not. So this is one of the ones that personally pissed me off more than anything, and. Uh, George Gage was an old guy who pro se represented himself after he was charged with sexually abusing his stepdaughter. And um, pretty much what happened was the entire conviction was based on the stepdaughter's uh, testimony in court. And as someone handling his case pro se as a defendant, he, you know, did what he could, but he couldn't defend himself. And he was, I want to say sentenced to life. Uh, Might have been like 70, yes, 70 years. He's still in prison now. And the mom of the daughter came out and said that uh, the girl was a pathological liar. She lived her life as lies. And this guy is still in prison. And Kamala Harris had the opportunity to to dismiss the case. And... This guy, he's still in prison on a wrongful conviction. Right. Everyone knows it's wrongful. The girl, the girl knows it's wrongful. It's the point is when she has had chances to like, there's so many instances like that. Yeah. Where, where she could have protected those because she's, that's, that's the purpose of her prison. Her purpose is to put those who are guilty in jail it's not to put innocent people in jail it's not for numbers but she does she does take money from from you know high profile companies you know oh yeah Uh, the the steve mnuchin yes the steve mnuchin um this is an interest in wall street that she has she protected steve mnuchin when he had i think 1500 different violations right oh yeah there there was yeah there was over a thousand different different violations from his company well his bank right it was like west something bank yeah yeah so what i have here she she didn't she chose not to prosecute him basically yeah her office chose not to prosecute him and the only question you can ask is why and it's obvious because she has ties to wall street well, she actually was taking campaign contributions from him and right. had been taking it from his wife, from him, and from his company. Right. So, I mean, that begs the question is, are they just buying their way out of convictions? <laughs> and and we can 
I'll, you know what? I cannot hammer um, Kamala harder than Tulsi Gabbard could hammer her. So, so if you didn't watch the Democratic debates, presidential debates, you know, about a year ago, then you're about to see the point in which Kamala lost the chance to be president of the United States. And I hope you watch this again and it reminds you that, yeah, she sucks. And I can't, for lack of a better term, like, I cannot stress this enough. You have criticized Hillary Clinton as the, quote, personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party. Well, that's Party. just Tulsi. What is the rot you see in the Democratic Party? As president, I will end this foreign policy someone on the stage who is attempting. This is not it. I'll find it for you. But Tulsi hammered her super hard. And, and I wish, I only wish she had more time because yeah. she had her points and she went from like bad to worse on her points, which was great. It's I kind just, of a shame that they didn't even invite her to the Democratic National Convention. And yeah, it's terrible. I'm going to have to go on YouTube for this. I thought... I thought this one would be it. Yeah. Well, regardless, Tulsi Gabbard did an absolutely phenomenal job hammering Kamala Harris. And it, it looked like what debates should look like. Tulsi Gabbard went up there and said, hey, this is what you did wrong. The people need to know about this. And before you go up here and you know make these statements, people need to look at your actions because the actions speak louder than your words. And the actions don't look great. Here it is. And this is this is actually really, really it, this it just makes me feel really good because CNN has this up on YouTube. And oh my God. I don't know if they want to keep it up there. They shouldn't, but uh, this is gonna be a long clip. I'm just gonna let you know. This clip. And because I, I want to play the first part for everybody because Kamala hammers Joe Biden super hard and then Kamala gets hammered super hard. Vice President Biden's policies um, on race, specifically on the issue of busing in the 1970s, having benefited from busing uh, when you were uh, a young child. Vice President Biden says that your current position on busing, you're opposed to federally mandated busing, that that's position is the same as his position. Is he right? That is simply false. Simply false. Let's be very clear about this. When Vice President Biden was in the United States Senate working with segregationists to oppose busing. She just says they're on opposite aisles here. Senate Cory Booker would not be a member of the United States Senate and Barack Obama would not have been in a position to nominate him to the title he now holds which is that the vice president has still failed to acknowledge that it was wrong to take the position that he took at that time. Now, I would like to... So she's going hard against him, right? Like, she's hammering him for his terrible, terrible policy views in the 1960s, right? Yeah. Even though he carried the, like, like, all, like, same terrible views up until the 1990s and shit. So... Yeah. So, like, it wasn't like he became less racist. I think he's just still racist. I don't want to spend more time on that, but let's go to Tulsi 
hammering Kamala once again. Also, she doesn't know when to shut up. Like during a debate, I get it. You're supposed to keep talking for a little bit, but like at a certain point, you keep talking. It makes me hate you more. Yeah, it's hard to watch debates where they just keep talking over the moderator. Especially in the Democratic debates where there's candidates who already don't get the amount of time they should, like Tulsi, like Yang, and and they're completely disregarded. And, and they're more respectful to the moderator. And they're more respectful to the moderator. So, like, if you're in a debate, act like you're in a debate, Ma. Hey, Congresswoman Gabbard, Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown. At least she tells you she's bringing it back. Now, Senator Harris says doesn't dance her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president. But I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Senator Harris, your response. I fucked up. As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people. She's about to just tell you a bunch of bullshit. Dude, the best part about this clip is that moment of silence after Tulsi Gabbard just, just fucking flops it out on the table. Kamala Harris is just shook. And, you know... You can say you try to reform it, but there's people in your community that say different. And who yeah. else should we believe in your community? So go ahead and say your bullshit, Kamala. I'll let it play. I won't skip past it. But Tulsi shot her. And then she had one more in the chamber just in case she came back with one. So we'll let that play too. She became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. She's and proud of putting proud you in jail. Making the decisions. For your kids skipping class three times. Or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing Fancy the work speeches. of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why. We created initiatives that were about reentering former offenders and getting them counseling. It is why, and because I know that criminal justice. Thank you, Senator. Shut the fuck up, Senator. Can you shut up, Senator? The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to there is no excuse and the people who suffered under your what prosecutor oh you owe them an apology uh, 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 shut the fuck up so off of that um are you familiar with johnny baca no 
Johnny Baca was convicted for murder. Uh, and afterwards, the judge had found that a prosecutor presented false testimony at the trial. And she, yes. And the only reason that anything happened is because a video of the oral argument went viral. And it, it was a shit storm for the San Francisco DA's office. Absolute fucking shit storm. Just the brazen disregard for the professional rules of responsibility where a prosecutor will stand up there and present false testimony at a trial is just fucking mind-boggling. Absolutely fucking mind-boggling. And then nobody gets in trouble for it. I mean, these, these are people who should not have jobs, let alone be running any significant portion of the legal system, even less so running for one of the highest political offices in the country. Right. And I can go down the list here in like the hour that I spent just trying to find basically dirt on Kamala. You know, she fought an appeal in a murder trial um, where she was withholding evidence. That, you should get disbarred for that. Already, um, she tried to keep a man in jail knowing he was innocent. She has hid known misconduct by a drug lab lab tech for... That's the one I was talking about earlier. For tainting evidence, yeah. That's the one you were talking about earlier. Um, She wasn't pro-legalization of marijuana until 2014. And even now, I don't think I fucking believe her. Like, I really don't. Um. She promotes civil asset forfeiture or promoted civil asset forfeiture as a means to, you know, um, fight those and convict those for drug offenses before they're even convicted. Yeah. And it's just if you're a progressive, I don't see how you can sit there and vote for this ticket. No, like, I guess you think Trump is that bad. Like Trump is Terrible. He's real bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's perpetuating a war in Yemen. He's perpetuating a war in Yemen. He, he's perpetuating caging children at the border. And, and these are policies that Biden has written into law. But yeah. it doesn't make him better or worse. No, he's just executing on the orders of the idiots before him. Right. But... Trump could also choose to go another direction, right? He Absolutely. could choose to not put children in cages. He could choose to pull the troops out of Yemen. I mean, the, the, these are the the same issues you have we have with politicians. Is they'll go up there and they'll sit on their high horse and talk down at every single one of us and say how great they are and how terrible the people are and how smart they are and how much they seek truth and justice and freedom and democracy. And then you look at what they've done in the past and you see funding by rich banks to make sure that the bank doesn't get prosecuted for their crimes against the people. You see these same people making sure that American citizens are killed at the hand of the state. These same people making sure that innocent people are put in prison for the rest of their lives. I mean, I, it just – the disconnect between the statements she makes – and the actions she's had 
it it's hard for me to even find something that she's done that really made a positive impact the the negatives just they outweigh the positives by so much right and and these are the people you claim to be protecting and you know like i know that i know conservatives might watch this and be like oh why like why are you against trump in this and that but like he could choose to do something that like i'm sorry i'm not trying to get off of kamala but but there is a point and I think it's probably when you become president and when you campaign for the shit that you talked about, about, you know, mm. getting our troops home from war, about, you, you know, bringing them home and about building jobs here in America. Okay, well, what have you done? You've increased tariffs, tariffs and decreased free trade, you know, globally. Okay, fine. You've increased inflation. All right, great. That's not something you said. You talked about the debt. Where's all that debt talk now? And then you also are perpetuating these policies that Democrats wrote that are inhumane, really. Yeah. And that's no excuse. Like, don't sit there and defend Trump because, because Obama wrote the law or, or Joe Biden and Kamala's legislation wrote the law. Hey, if you have the power and you have the pen and you choose not to sign that paper – that's on you, man. No, nobody can force your hand. You do that of your own accord and in action in a situation like that is just as bad as being the jailer with the key. It is. It is. And that's, that's what we need to open conservatives up to because yeah, the laws weren't written by Trump and he's just using the laws, but at the same time, in the same token, you know, do you really think those laws are just? Do you really think immigrants are coming over here to steal your jobs? Or are they just trying to make better lives for themselves? Hey, my family came over here to make a better life for themselves. And that, that, the that was one generation story. ago. That's the American story. It is. And people like Kamala Harris, they're, they're not for the American people. They shit on it. They're for their people. And her people are law enforcement. Here's another thing that bothered me about Kamala Harris. Um, she gave a speech at APAC, um, heavily defending Israel and saying she's committed and supports sending $38 billion in the next decade to Israel. Um, and, and I know I might catch some flack on this. I, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think we need to be spending all this foreign military aid especially in Israel, they have technology of their own. We give them weapons for free, basically, anyway. You yeah. know, we've given them fighter jets for free. And and this could be spent in other ways, or it could not be spent, you know? Um, yeah. you, could use it to, um, you could use it to reform the criminal justice system so you don't end up with assholes like Kamala Harris as district attorneys and attorney generals. Bazinga! <laughs> Damn. And, like, I, I get it. It's, you know, like, they got aluminum tubes and stuff over there, but we don't need to be giving them, giving, giving Israel money because, you know, some some Arab country might have some yellow cake or something. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, there's, there's no reason to be giving that much money over to Israel when they can very clearly defend themselves. Do I need to tell you? What the fuck you can do with an aluminum tube? <laughs>
<laughs> I just wanted to use that sound bite. That's the only reason I said that. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I have some sound bites. I, I just want I mean Tango down. We should really utilize all these sound bites I have. Well when we actually get big enough to have people uh handling the sound bites, then that'll be a thing. I want to do a debate just so I can be like just like buzz them like you're wrong. <laughs> We're out of time. Yeah. We we good on Kamala Harris? Let me see. I, I mean, we could sit here and talk all night about all the bullshit she's put Americans through, Californians through. Uh, I have one more thing. Um, as libertarians, I think it's important to put this out there. We believe in consenting transactions amongst individuals, you know, period, right? So if there's a voluntary transaction going on, then that's not criminal. And this applies to sex workers. Kamala Harris uh, instituted a policy where she encouraged truckers to report sex workers. She also took down websites that allowed sex workers to make money and sent them to the streets where it's more dangerous. And yes, there's this element of human trafficking. I'm not talking about human trafficking. I'm talking about consenting adults. Yeah. This is something that she's perpetuating, sending these women to jail for making money consensually and voluntarily. Dude, we we are straight up just talking about lot lizards trying to make a living. And we're we're talking about prostitutes. There, uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like that's yeah. just what it is. And there's no reason the government should have their hand quite literally in your pants on this one. Look, uh, it's a common saying, but the, the Dem- Democrats won in your wallets and the Republicans won in your bedrooms. Libertarians want to leave you alone. Okay. And, and Kamala Harris is punishing these people for ultimately, whether you agree with the laws or you don't. And, and, you know, we obviously don't. And we're saying that she is jailing people over a consenting transaction here and making it more dangerous. Like much like all government policies, there is a policy and there is good intentions. And then there are actual consequences for the policies and normally they contradict the whole goal of the policy in general i don't know what else to say i i think i think we're good on kamala harris i think this is a good quick episode yeah i'm proud of us for getting two done in a week um maybe we should leave them with a little bit of joe biden what do you say yeah, I mean next week, uh, listen in because we're gonna be we're gonna be talking sauce on on Sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's gonna be a lot there. The man's a career politician. He's been he's been tough on crime. He's been tough on the African American population. Man, even Obama wouldn't endorse him. It took so long to endorse him. Yeah. Well, yeah, follow us on Higher Frequency um, Podcast Network on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. So eventually the plan is to separate these podcasts. So I wanted to start a podcast network, but obviously I don't have that much clout yet. But um, 
I had, that's why I had these all centralized because really I do all the podcasts. I do the college football one. I do the libertarian one and, and my other ones. And uh, we've had some people try and join on, but they haven't been consistent with it. And I haven't even been consistent with it, so I can't fault them. But uh, we're eventually going to split off. But for now, check us out on highfrequencypodcastnetwork.com. We're the Luch Doors of Liberty. And uh, we'll leave you with a little bit of Joe Biden. I Actually, whoa. <laughs> I cannot say this right now. <laughs> um, I just want to say I've had like, I don't know if any libertarians are going to watch this. I hope they do. I hope we get a falling amongst liber- libertarians, but I've had like 70 or so, maybe 60 or so add me in the last month. And I, I'm vetting you guys because some of you guys are uh, egg you're, some, you're some sketchy motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. Y'all some sketchy motherfuckers. You know, I, I've been to the conventions. Y'all are weird. I love you guys, but y'all are weird. Uh, some igloo boys. I can't say the actual word because I might get taken down but some igloo boys um have added me and it's not that i don't support what you're doing it's just there's such a variation between the different chapters there and and i want to vet well and i want to know i have mutual friends like i add people who have mutual friends with what are you doing there you go i have i add people who have mutual friends uh mostly so if you only have like one or two mutual friends, I probably won't add you yet. And then once I see that build up, I might. But um, also a lot of the uh, goo boys are uh, a little bit more conservative. Too. Like, I don't know. Some of them are BLM and then some of them I see are like with the proud boys. So I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss of words. I don't really know. Um, I do like the whole, we, we don't trust y'all. You're, you're like that uncle that comes to family reunions and we don't know if you're going to steal shit. We don't know if, <laughs> if you're there to like touch the little cousins. We, we don't really know why you're there, but know, you're diddling. Are you diddling? We, we got something in common, but you still might be a little, little fucked up somewhere. So. I didn't delete your friend request. I just left it there. I'm checking yeah. it out, but that's all I'm saying. I, you know, but I am very glad for this whole libertarian supporting libertarians um uh, maybe we can get adam kokesh back on i really liked being on his bus and doing that podcast i want to do a podcast with him where we're not drinking and smoking and stuff it's not so much a party atmosphere um but on twitter there's like no libertarian under a thousand followers i like that it's a good movement i hope we can keep it going and i hope we can be a part of that but to end it Again, I'll leave you with uh, Joe Biden talking about his leg hair. <laughs> you need to turn it up. That turn. There you go. I'll turn it up. That's good. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. That's that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kid used to come up and reach in and pull and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And And I I love love kids kids jumping jumping on my lap. (laughs) I'm sure you do love kids jumping on your lap. Sleepy Joe. You do, Biden. I'm sure you do. (laughs) We'll get you next week. Goodbye, folks. Peace out, luchadors.
the war on drugs is presented. We're concerned about your health, so we're going to send you to prison. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Do you feel frustrated with mainstream ideologies? If you're an active duty soldier, then these absurdly common factors that accompany being a critical thinking human being now coin you as a potential terrorist or radical extremist. Made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. And then I'm coming all the way to Washington, D.C. to take back.